Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. And I'm your co-host for this episode, Alessandra Levy. Today, I have a super special guest. Again, very near and dear to my heart. And um, her name is Jihan, and she's a Reiki master and intuitive massage therapist. So let's welcome her. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. It's so good to see you. Thank you for yes. having me. <laughs> I'm so excited that we get to chat today. I knew that when I was going to be guest hosting a lot of uh, a lot of these segments, and it has to do all with health and beauty and wellness and overall health and wellness, I was like, okay, I know who I need to reach out to um, because you've just been so instrumental in my uh, health and wellness journey. And I just know that the listener out there needs to hear, you know, just some of your amazing wealth of information. So I'm just so thankful that you're here. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to dive in. (laughs) It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Wonderful. So my first, I think the first thing, because I know so much about you, but the listener out there maybe doesn't even know who you are. So (laughs) I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, um, give us a little background, and then we'll dive a lot deeper into it. Okay, great. Yes, thank you. So, as you said, my name is Jihan, and I've been in, let's say, the holistic wellness world professionally, I would say about five years, five, six years is when I really decided this is going to be my life path. This is what I'm going to pursue, um, and I'm all in. And it, but it started, you know, many years before that with my own. I'll say illnesses, my own struggles with with maintaining a healthy lifestyle and maintaining my wellness. So I really found myself looking for, you know, what can I do that doesn't require, I'll say, medical interventions in a way that wasn't, as I would say, wasn't looking at me as a whole being. Where that's where we get the word holistic, mm-hmm. right? So it was a long journey. Um, but what I found is that energy work, body work, massage, essential oils, eating a holistic diet, um, that's what really changed my life. And I love that this podcast also includes beauty, you know, in it, because I think true beauty comes when you find that holistic lifestyle, mm-hmm. that um, the inner beauty that sh- shines outward. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit about me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. So were you always interested in holistic uh, way of living or was there something that kind of uh, happened that made you decide or was it like, were you living a completely different world and you're like, I need to do something different. Like <laughs> how, you, yeah. how you managed to get to that. Cause you know, um, I feel like unless you are born into a family that's kind of already, you know, very aim- caring about, you know, self-care and maybe growing their own food or whatever they're doing in a, in a holistic way. Um, you know, not, not many of us are brought up that way. Right. I mean, like my mom would do certain things that now I look back and I'm like, wow, that was really cool that she did that. But it's not like I grew up with like everything on the list, checking it off. Like, yes, yes, yes. I grew up with all that. So yeah, really curious to, to, to know if that was sort of something that was always around you or something you had to find and seek for yourself. I think just 
like exactly what you said that, oh, my mom, my mom does this really cool thing where when my stomach hurts, I, I, I will always remember this. And I think it was what helped me, you know, understand that you, that energy work works, mm -hmm. right? Cause we're all energy is I can remember having a tummy ache or, you know, my head would be hurting. And the first thing my mom would say is, okay, you know, Jay, let's close our eyes and let's, mm breathe green light into our belly, you know, and I'd be like, it hurts, mom. But then mm. I can remember that slowing down, breathing, focusing on that part of my body that was experiencing pain mm -hmm. and breathing that beautiful healing light into those parts would help. Number one, it would calm me down. Mm. Number two, I'd be able to fall asleep, right? Yeah. We heal when we're sleeping. Excuse me. So yes, there were bits and pieces of that you know, holistic lifestyle in my life, but mm -hmm. on the whole, no, <laughs> mm -hmm. I grew up with a, with a step parent that was, uh, you know, a medical doctor. And then my mom eventually went into the Western medical field as well, became a nurse. Mm -hmm. So no, I was not surrounded by that, but really the, the impetus for having me go on this wellness journey was that I was working in a career. I was a public relations you know, person, mm -hmm. uh, working in Manhattan, very high stress, mm. um, kind of miserable, but not realizing that I was yeah. miserable. Everyone around me was a workaholic. I was a workaholic. Mm. I was also drinking a lot of alcohol because that's what everyone did. Mm -hmm. Um, the culture, know, right? The culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, you know, drinking at our desks, mm. like, and it just, and I was severely in my eating disorder. I'm in recovery now and I've had mm. recovery for several years now. Um, but I think to cope with everything around me and of course trauma that occurred in my childhood and my mm -hmm. adolescence and my teenage years, I was so ill. I mm. mean, I was, I would, let's say I, I'm talking to you now like this, I wouldn't be here. It seemed mm. like I was here, but it was, I was outside of myself. Mm -hmm. I was not in my body. And I think yeah. a lot of listeners perhaps can identify with that at certain times, that feeling where you're, you, maybe mm -hmm. you're driving your car and you feel like, how did I get here? I know I drove home, but how did mm. I get here? Or finding bumps, scrapes, bruises on yourself. Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. That's that signifies that perhaps you're not in your body when you don't know how you injured yourself. So yeah. I was really in a destructive phase. I, you know, had a hard time keeping relationships, even friend friendly mm. relationships because I was so miserable. So slowly I started to find, I was introduced to essential oils, mm -hmm. which led me to go to a workshop where we were using our hands to put the oils on mm. our partner's backs and having my hands on my partner, it was that lightning bolt moment of, wow, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've done this before. So after that workshop, and I can remember the, the woman on the table that I was working on looked up at me and said, have you done this before? And wow. you know, I had to say no, but I knew in my soul I mm -hmm. had. So after that workshop, I ended up actually buying a massage table on Amazon, but it sat under my bed for months oh. until... I got up enough courage to say, this PR life is not for me. Mm. My life is it being in service to others and made the transition. Oh my gosh. Today. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, to anyone out there who's wondering, she is so gifted 
with her hands and her intuition and just her as a whole. So, so by Jahan saying, yes, I'm called to serve others. It's a thousand percent true. And I can, I am the first person to attest to that. <laughs> That's my testimony. Thank you. Oh, thank um, you. You know, that brought up a lot of interesting uh, things for me, uh, especially when you were talking about um, just like not being here, like being here, but not being here, you know, and I think especially over the past almost three years, I think a lot of us have have experienced that feeling of just very surreal, almost like needing to escape because everything seems like too much right now. And because we're, we're to be expected to kind of just keep working and living our lives as though you know, all of this didn't just happen or, and it's still happening, you know, people are still ill, um, and going through, you know, all sorts of financial health, all sorts of issues. So I just think, um, it's, it's like, this is not something that's new or old. The fact that you were dealing with a place of work that you were like, Hey, this is really toxic. I need to get out of this. This is, this is something that people are experiencing now and will always experience. And so I think the difference is to just you know, be able to look inside and go, okay, is this really what I, is this what's serving me? And, you know, for you, you were like, wait, I need, I'm, I'm in service of others. Like I want to do things to help people. And obviously you had to come from a place of, like you said, starting to do the work yourself and, you know, really diving into your own life and saying, okay, well, how can I improve my, my life and to feel better, to not be so disconnected to my body. Um, so I, I think that's really amazing. And I think that the listeners will really uh, <laughs> be able to relate. Cause like I said, this is something that's not just like was something of the past. It's happening all the time. <laughs> it's relevant. Yeah. It's definitely relevant. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Take us through what, what your training was like for, for massage therapy. I'd love to know. Thank you. Yeah. So um I'm laughing thinking about what happened. (laughs) I just remember saying I'm going to become a massage therapist without actually knowing how that was going Mm -hmm. to happen and receiving quite a bit of pushback from my family Mm. and people really thinking that I was losing it a little nuts actually. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I, I was living in Manhattan at the time and I just decided I'm going to find, I'm going to find a school. So just started Googling mm-hmm. um, and then I found a few there and I decided to tour the schools to see, does this feel right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up at um, a really wonderful school called the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. Mm-hmm. I believe they've changed their name now, but it was called PCOM, Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. They have um, off, they have school in New York, Chicago, and San Diego. They still have those locations. Mm-hmm. And for me to become a licensed massage therapist in New York State, it required 1,000 hours of study, Ooh. which full-time was two years. Uh, and then it also required um, working in the clinic at the school with a supervisor watching over mm-hmm. you know, my work seeing, overseeing the treatment plan. Mm-hmm. So getting hands on work yeah. and then, um, taking a state licensing exam and still to maintain my, uh, LMT status, you know, doing continuing education mm-hmm. every few years. So New York actually is one of the most difficult places in the United States to become a licensed massage therapist. Every state oh, wow. has different requirements, believe it or not. Wow. So 
yeah. So I like to, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, people say, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere when they're yes. referring to New York. So, you know, maybe that's also just true with, <laughs> with getting your, yeah. your license. So, and so it's funny because this was kind of the perfect segue to get into why, what your practice is so special um, and it has to do with your intuition and your intuitiveness and the fact that you said, oh, you know, I went to a couple different schools to see like what felt good. And it's like, even before you knew that you had this, you already knew and were practicing it in other ways in your life. It seems like, you know, you intuitively knew, hey, this maybe is not the right job for me. I need to switch. You bought a massage table. And even though you didn't, like you said, it sat under your bed for a little bit, you intuitively knew like, this is what I'm going to do. And like, you know, of course, at the moment you were like not ready or just trying to figure out what your next step was. But the fact that you were like, went to all the different schools and intuitively was like, how does this feel? Does this elicit, you know, uh, like this is where I need to be or like not feeling like this is the right fit. So, um, your, your gift with your massage therapy is being super intuitive and just like knowing exactly where to go and, and even, um, having certain feelings come up with it or, or, or thoughts or sort of messages. So I would love to have you expand upon, uh, you know, your, your intuitiveness and how that play, how that plays a role in your massage therapy. Thank you so much for this opportunity <laughs> to discuss this. Thank you. Um, uh, and thank you for the compliment yeah. really. Um, cause I, I do, cause a lot of people say, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a licensed massage therapist. And I think that's not it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, First, I also want to say that I didn't just all of a sudden say, hey, I'm going to quit my job and start school. There was a mm. lot of ego mm. with that of like, wait a minute, I'm going to leave this high paying job and then go to school mm -hmm. and wait tables mm. again. And I'm 31. Mm. What? There was this whole thing. So any listener out there that's like, oh, well, it might have been easy for her. No, <laughs> it was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Following your gut mm. trusting that the guidance you've been given yeah. usually is not easy. I just want to mm -hmm. say that, but okay. So back yes. to what <laughs> your question was, <laughs> um, I noticed in school in massage school that, um, you know, I'd have my hands on someone and really through the practice of grounding and being fully present. Mm -hmm. And when, when any massage therapist or anyone is doing hands on healing work, um, it's so important to be present because the person on the table feels everything mm -hmm. and it's not about you in that moment. So this practice, getting in touch with putting my focus outside myself and opening myself in school, I started noticing that I would pick things up that I knew were not mine, mm. right? So, wow, all of a sudden I'm feeling really anxious or wow, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. So mm. this person's skin feels like prickly. Wow. And then, you know, yeah, the message I would get, I would say is this person's got a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. they're, they're really hurt. They're angry. So I started noticing and that my colleagues weren't saying things like mm. that, you know, yeah. and yeah, I'm like, Hey, did you notice this? No, I didn't notice <laughs> that. So I started thinking maybe I am nuts. <laughs> You know, like, am I making this up? Yeah. Maybe everyone was right. I'm kind of crazy for yeah. being here. But, um, and that's also where the practice of trusting yourself mm -hmm. comes in. So started noticing this. And then really when I got to clinic, mm -hmm. 
when I was working in the clinic at, clinic at my school and then I wasn't working on my colleagues, but you know, strangers mm -hmm. were coming into this clinic. People were saying to me, how did you know to do mm. that? I didn't even mention that. Or I started feeling like if I don't say this out loud to this person, I'm going to explode number yeah. one and it'd be a nagging feeling mm -hmm. like, okay, they didn't tell me that their mother just passed or they mm -hmm. didn't tell me that they have a child that, you know, isn't speaking to them right now, or they didn't tell me this or that or whatever, but I would feel like, mm. oh my gosh, I have to tell, I have to say yeah. this. So as I started to build relationships with clients, I started feeling a little more gutsy, mm -hmm. a little more, okay, I can... I can share this part of me or, and as I started um, studying Reiki and, and studying with an, uh, another Reiki master, mm -hmm. clients would say to me, your hands feel so hot mm. as you're working on me. Yeah. So really it came from having what I felt mirrored back to me being confirmed mm -hmm. um, and just trust and practice. Yeah. Yeah. That was the journey. That's when I started noticing something's yeah, different here. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So before you, you mentioned Reiki, which I will also want to get into, but before that, mm -hmm. um, it just reminded me, uh, when you were talking about people coming in and, and ha you noticing like things were maybe they had just lost someone or, um, you know, you could tell there was like some heaviness. So we know that massage touch therapy is really important for, for, trauma survivors or just anyone with any kind of trauma but also obviously being someone who uses touch as their modality that can be tricky if someone's gone through a particular kind of trauma so from your um you know from your perspective and your expertise how do you handle a situation like that you know if someone comes to you and um either they tell you or it's very uh, uh, apparent to you that they've been through some kind of traumatic event that maybe has to do with touch, but here they are here for body work. How do you approach that? It's such a great question. Um, where to begin? <laughs> so what I'll say is before I started my own practice, mm -hmm. it was really tricky mm. because, you know, you have to follow rules of other places. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very specific on what you can say, what you can't say, what you can mm -hmm. ask or boundaries and all these right. things. So I had to learn to energetically protect, shield myself. Mm. And all people who do body work are taught this in school, mm -hmm. right? Because we are all energy. Every feeling that we have, every thought that we have, every emotion that we have emits a certain vibration. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, you can go into a room where two people have been fighting and you're like, whoa, I can cut that with a mm -hmm. knife, right? Or you go into a room where people are just so joyful and it's contagious. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, learning to shield myself. And then um, when I started to have my own practice, when I started like, working with people like yourself, I think something that I pride myself on is having very clear and constant communication mm -hmm. with the person on yeah. the table. So letting them know, well, first taking a mm -hmm. history, right? Taking an in-depth, not just what's your name, what's mm -hmm. your age, where does it hurt? Okay, great, get <laughs> okay. on the table. No. Yeah. <laughs> letting them know as best as I can, here's what mm -hmm. I do. We're going to do body work. Yes, you're telling me, okay, your low back hurts. But also, how have you been mm -hmm. feeling? And as we work, 
I'm going to be, you know, working on parts of your body and we're going to examine what's being held there. And I let them know, you might feel like you have mm-hmm. to cry or you might feel like you want to be totally silent. Mm-hmm. Let me know how is it going. And then as I have my hands on the person, keeping contact, not just, oh, I'm just working on a body. Okay, it's just a bunch of meat here <laughs> on the table, right? No, taking very mm-hmm. good care. If I go to uncover a body part, excuse me, Mm-hmm. Letting them know, I'm now going to undrape mm-hmm. this. And letting them know, too, please let me know if something is uncomfortable. Yeah. With talking about trauma, right, um, I think, too, like right now, and you know you do voiceover work, adjusting my tone, mm-hmm. turning lights completely off or lowering the lights. Right choosing which essential oils I'm going to use, but doing everything Mm -hmm. I can to create a safe space for the client. And that's true even in doing the virtual work Mm -hmm. that I do. Now I've, I've transitioned. I have a small child currently, Mm -hmm. um, 18 months old, but, um, I've done more virtual work, this energy healing work, and I do everything I can to make that person feel completely safe, including things like letting them know I'm going to mute you now. So I can't Mm. hear anything as we're moving through this. I want you to feel that you can verbalize Mm -hmm. any hurt or any, you know, if you want to cry, but you don't want me to hear you cry, go Mm. ahead and mute yourself. So things like that, just constantly checking in, um, so that, the, the person that I'm working on feels held and in a safe container. Yes, that's, yeah. And, you know, it just reminded me, it kind of, it made me think of two things. The first thing is that I do remember when I first started working with you that your, one of your hands was on me the, at, the entire time, unless you went to go get something. And, but you would still kind of like stretch and you'd still have a hand on me. And, you know, previous, previous to that, I had seen a ton of other, you know, body workers, massage therapists, like medical massage after I had a car accident. And, you know, sometimes the hand wouldn't come off. And it's funny now that you say that it kind of did feel jarring, even though I didn't have like the language or the feeling for it. But I just remember feeling like, oh, now I'm just like on the table alone. Like what's happening? But for you, like I do remember you had a hand on me the entire time and it does really make such a big difference of like that you're here with me the whole time, which I think is so important. And um, it also just reminded me um, to ask in your in your opinion, I mean, I know for me. Um, I still get body work twice a month and that started with you because I realized it was so important for my own well-being, um, just my overall whole health, that it was super key for me, not just because I talk for a living. So of course I still get all the interoral massage. <laughs> thanks to you. I still see someone who does that with me, um, twice a month. Um, but so obviously I think everyone obviously need, you know, would probably benefit from regular body work. So I'd love to know why it's important and what are some benefits of having regular body work? <laughs> I yeah. love this question. I'm so happy that you're continuing Yay. with your body work. I, I know me too. Though. We don't live in the same state. I'll have to make no, a trip so... sometime. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, So happy for you that you're continuing that care for yourself. Um, If you have a body 
please get body work done. Now, I say that with the caveat of please go to a licensed mm-hmm. practitioner. I'm going to repeat that. Please go to a licensed practitioner. Yeah. Why is that so important? Because someone could really hurt mm. you. If they are not schooled in anatomy, physiology, mm-hmm. okay? If they don't if you if they don't take a thorough intake of what's going on with you, perhaps what uh existing conditions mm-hmm. you have, what might be contraindicated, meaning what is a big mm-hmm. no-no, right? That's very important. So I have to say yeah. that. Um, why is it beneficial? Number one, done right, I'll say. Like you said, I always mm-hmm. kept a hand on you so that you felt safe. That is that is something we learn mm. in school. That is something we learn in school. Why? Because, yeah, perhaps you are undressed on the table mm-hmm. under a sheet. So you're already in a vulnerable yes. position. Number two, you're in a vulnerable position because the person who's working on you can see what's happening and you Mm can't when you're face down. Right. So, um, sorry, I, I'm about to go on a tangent of why (laughs) it makes me so upset when people take their hands off people when they're working on them, um, or why they would do that, but they uh, forgot their training. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) They forgot their training and they're not thinking about you. No. Okay. So if another massage therapist is listening, they're like, Oh, why are you saying that? I'm a good massage therapist. (laughs) Um, no, why is it beneficial? Well, Mm. to relax right to to promote um to sorry rest and mm-hmm. digest right that's what that's what we like to refer to it as um but also to improve your lymphatic mm-hmm. processing right to get all the fluids in mm-hmm. your body moving um it decreases heart rate mm. there's tons of studies out there but really it's bringing you home, bringing you in. And sometimes, of course, there's people on the table that like to talk, Mm -hmm. but then I will maybe guide them back Mm -hmm. to their breathing. Because really the time is for you to be present with what's occurring in your Mm -hmm. body. Also, touch on its own is incredibly healing. Mm -hmm. The right kind of touch, let's say, right? But Mm -hmm. just a hug, a long embrace, Mm -hmm can help lower your blood pressure, can, uh, you know, bring you present, can slow down the breathing. So just being touched on a regular basis by someone who is trained in therapeutic touch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit, what can be done. And there's all types of massage. I, I know when I was pregnant, I, I was receiving massage a few mm. times a month. And I know that that helped mm. me get through um, all those demands. So whether you are, you know, a child or in your old yeah. age, I mean, we all can benefit from regular therapeutic touch. Yeah. So you don't have to be injured. Also, you don't have to be in mm. pain. I think some people are like, well, I don't need a massage. Nothing's bothering me. Right. Yeah. No. Regular practice because actually many times, many, many times I've had people on the table and they're telling me, oh, I'm here because, you know, mm-hmm. my knee. Or, oh, my neck mm. from looking at the screen and they're, and they're telling me. I get them on the table. I'm guided, like, actually, mm. your glutes really need this. I'm mm. like, oh, my mm. God. And they'll say, I didn't even know that that was tight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to be with mm-hmm. what is. Let's work through it. So everybody needs I love that. And, yeah, I, I think, too, for me, um, I know I had seen you, like, a few weeks before I – drove across the country to, to LA from New York. 
And then I hadn't gotten a massage until like, I want to say, I think sometime in early 2021, I think. So it had been a long time just due to lockdown and, you know, just being in a new city and not really knowing like what kind of massage therapist I wanted, especially because I was like, who's going to follow Jahan, you know? Um, <laughs> and the first time I was on the table with the current woman that I work with now, I cried because it was like having that touch again for the first time. It was so mm. healing and therapeutic. And I think you're so right. It is a time to just get on the table and close your eyes and breathe and get reconnected to your body. If you're someone who, you know, tends to kind of drift off and not pay attention to sensations in your body, you're kind of forced to at that point. Someone's working on your body and you're very <laughs> aware of what's happening, <laughs> you know, um, unless you're very skilled in like astral projecting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Possible. <laughs> um, okay, great. Yeah, I love that. Um, and of course, you know, obviously I'm also a huge advocate for getting regular body work. So I think that's just a great, um, just some of the great things that are, um, that are going to be so helpful to get regular body work. So I think the listeners will be like, Hmm, so I don't need to be injured. I don't need to have something in pain. I can just go for all these other health benefits. Yeah. So you probably should. Um, okay. And so briefly <laughs> you were talking about, uh, how you're doing distance energy work and Reiki and so if there's any listeners out there who are not sure what Reiki is or, or how it works distance-wise, uh, I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> Yay. Okay, one thing just popped yes. up in my mind, though, that I didn't say yeah. in our last question, and that is uh, an amazing benefit of regular body work is increased mm. immune support. Okay, it is considered wow, that's preventative. that's great. Okay, it's it's boost your immune system. That's what I will say. And there are studies that help back that up. Yes. So, okay. I wanted to say that, especially yeah, in the time that we're in. Um, okay. How does the distance, yeah. the distance Reiki mm-hmm. work? That's the question. Um, so energy, energy is everywhere and you do not have to be in the same room with someone to receive energy work. For example, or, or to, to, to be a conduit of energy or to receive energy. Like, let's say you're thinking about someone, boom, mm. and they're calling you on the phone. Mm, That's an yeah. energy hit, right? Or when, and I, you know, the listener, however they pray or meditate or whatever you'd like to call it. Um, but when you're praying for someone else or keeping someone in your thoughts or mm-hmm. sending them good vibes, right? That's a form of energy work. Mm-hmm. That's putting out into the universe um, your well wishes for them. So how it works with Reiki is specifically with Reiki is that there are in fact uh, long distance Reiki symbols. So Reiki, uh, there's so much to talk about with that, but basically the work is done by drawing symbols, channeling this very special Reiki energy through you as a, through myself, I'll just say through myself as a conduit for this energy and then transmitting it to the person. So there's long distance symbols for that. Um, and really for me, I, I connect with someone over zoom, let's say, and I just, focus in on them, take the focus off myself, allow that person to tell me what's going on. Why do they want to have a session with me? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Um, Mm -hmm. Is it both? 
it's, yeah. it's really cold. <laughs> um, you know, but really allowing myself mm-hmm. to be that conduit to send that energy. I also, the way calls go with me, they always look different because the issue is always different. I'm always guided by my own guides, my, mm-hmm. my higher self, um, to let's say, lead the person through a meditation while channeling energy or lead them through guided breathing practices while mm. channeling this energy, delivering messages too. Yeah. And, and that used to scare me, like I said, or that mm-hmm. used to make me feel strange. But when you tap into higher vibration frequencies, when you tap into energy like Reiki energy, it does tap you into that mm. God consciousness. That's what it's called mm-hmm. in the Reiki handbook, right? It's called you're tapping into God consciousness, that all-knowing, all-source energy that we mm-hmm. all can tap into. I don't believe that there's not there's one person on the planet that could not do what I'm doing. It's just I feel that I'm I'm putting yeah. all my intention on this process. So back to yeah. what a session with me looks like. It, they're, it's usually about an hour. could be a little bit less. Mm-hmm. depends on what's needed. But um, usually the person at the end feels mm. tired because mm. we've worked through whatever's happening. I've delivered messages mm-hmm. to support them, let's say, in mm. letting something go yeah. or moving forward, right? Or to be on the lookout for something. Um, yeah, the messages are always different. Um, I think. I mean, I think that's amazing because I think a lot of yeah. Is that, I think a, it, yeah. I think a lot of people might you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think there's, there's still people that say like, yeah, I believe in energy work, but they might be like virtual. That seems, you know, whatever, but you just pointed out perfectly, you know, about, uh, when a lot of people come together or thinking about someone, well wishes about someone, or like you said, you're thinking of someone, then they pick up the phone. They're like, I was just going to call you like all these kind of things. It it transcends Uh space and time. It doesn't have to be something where it's like, you have to have your hand directly on me. I mean, obviously if you're getting body work and you want to be in person, that's obviously, the way to do it. But for, for like what you're saying for Reiki, for these virtual healing energy sessions, um, you know, it's, it's working and it, and it, and it can work in many capacities. So I think that's really awesome. And as you know, the world keeps getting bigger and we are all not in the same place all the time. I mean, I think it's great that you're Mm -hmm. offering, um, you know, you're offering something it for the people that are near you, but then you're offering things for people that are far away because like you said, it's, it's all just energy. So it works. Absolutely. It's mm. all just energy I love <laughs> or, you know, for people like myself now, mm-hmm. now that I've become a mom, I'm like, Oh my God, I like don't have mm-hmm. time to do anything yeah. or it feels like that. So to be able to say, this self-care that I'm going to do, I'm just going to mm-hmm. make sure everyone's asleep or <laughs> with someone else that can take care of them and then just pop on mm-hmm. the computer or the phone or the iPad, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of the internet. And yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So speaking of the internet, I want to know, you should tell all the <laughs> listeners where they can find you, um, where they can uh, I know sometimes yes. you still uh, do meditation or you lead meditations or Zoom sessions, and uh, I'm sure that's on your website. So I'd love for you to plug whatever you need to plug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for the plug. Okay. So my my wellness practice is called Jihan Essentials. So people can find me at my website, which is jihanessentials.com. 
and I'm yes, sure it'll be in the show notes. Yes, <laughs> maybe here or yes. <laughs> okay. down there. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me on Instagram. I do well. I haven't because again, I've been raising another human, but I'm ramping back up. So yes, you can find everything that I'm up to leading meditations or to book your session on my website or follow me on Instagram, Jehan Essentials. Amazing. On Instagram. Amazing. Yes. On Facebook as well. Yeah. I think I, I put those links um, to be shared as well. So your Facebook, your, uh, your Instagram and your, and your website. Well, oh my gosh, I feel like, you know, this was so much amazing information and it's like we could have like four more of these um, diving deeper in. But I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and just sharing. Like to me, it just feels like just the tip of the iceberg of your knowledge and your insight. And it's just so amazing to have you. So I just want to thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much. I love you. I I miss you too. I miss you. Be sure to share with a friend, follow and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.